0: Love
1: Women have the power to transform this world.
0: Mm-hmm. No, <laughs>
2: and uh, that we've heard Okay.
3: War players come got so angry. and Industry, uh, every single time you had to go to the war,
1: We all say we would like to be wealthy, but wealth isn't determined by how much money you have. Wealth is determined by your power to define what money. We're in a divorce
2: court tonight, Um, moving from the relationship that we've had with our government
3: and Portugal for the highest global greenhouse gas emissions, and that's based on military fuel use. Despite this, we're readily exposed to the idea of the U.S. military-industrial complex as a possible contributor to climate change. And individual actions, such as tour showers or composting from waste, would be the primary... The so the big question is: What are the consequences of this
0: massive U.S. military
3: machine? And what are the connections between militarism and climate change? The environmental cost of the U.S. military is so large because the country has continuously piled money into the Department of Defense ever since the 1980s Reagan era push for military spending transformed the world's biggest lender into the biggest debt. The recently approved defense budget of $738 billion for the 2020 fiscal year only cements this lust for U.S. military growth around the globe. And to be clear, the U.S. military is a global entity. It has established roughly 800 military bases in 80 countries around the world, according to David Fine, author of Base Nation. With that in perspective, all other countries combined that have established roughly foreign bases. So the U.S. military is in perpetual. And to fuel that machine, they need, well, fuel from 2001 to 2017. The U.S. military committed an estimated 1.2 billion metric tons of CO2 equivalent, according to the Watson Institute for International and Public Affairs. That's putting an additional 257 million kilometers, or roughly, the amount of passenger cars currently in operation on the road for a whole year, from Humvees running at 4 miles per gallon, or gas covering at 22 fighter jets. The chief is worried that the Department of Defense purchases and machines require a lot of fuel, in the realm of 85 million barrels of fuel in 2017. But the U.S. military pollution did not stop and end as
0: emissions.
3: The military has laid a sharp trail of environmental... Pollution across the world has contaminated 39,000 contaminated sites, according to a newsweek interview with the former head of environmental programs
0: at the Pentagon.
3: 143 of the Superfund sites
0: in the United States are military bases, and 900 of on the
3: 1,244 total sites are areas that previously supported military use, according to newsweek interview. in North Carolina, for example. The drinking water servicing 170,000 people is so polluted with cancer-causing chemical solvents like trichloroethylene and perchloroethylene that it's been called the worst example of water contamination this country has ever seen. In short, the U.S. military has a long track record of pollution and emissions that often is tacitly accepted by otherwise environmentally-minded people in the name of national defense and military preparedness. But let's hear here. The majority of the wars the U.S. has fought and the massive military structure it's built has rarely been in the name of peace or safety. More often than not, it's centered around profit and control. The United States have a long history of using military power to assert dominance over potentially strategic or profitable entities campaign in 1989 when George H.W. Bush deployed 25,000 troops to house the military leader and previous CIA asset, General Noriega, who began acting against U.S. interests. In Noriega's stead, Bush propped up Guillermo Mendara, who was much more loyal to the U.S. global agenda, or in 1973, when the United States supported a coup to overthrow democratically elected Chilean socialist leader Salvador Allende, the president was ruthless dictator Augusto Quinochet, who in the months following his rise to power imprisoned, tortured, and killed thousands of supposed leftists in order to establish an economy that a New York Times reporter called, quote-unquote, a banker's delight or the U.S.-backed indiscriminate slaughter of the by Indonesian forces. Over the multi-decade war, raising Iraq to the ground to protect the flow of fuel from Middle Eastern oil fields into American cars. I oil fields, which Vice President Dick Cheney's former company, however, secured a non-competitive contract for up to $7 billion to rebuild the list of drags on. The heard it in many cases, the U.S. military has guzzled millions of barrels of fuel and killed thousands to establish and maintain control of profitable international interests. One of the most decorated marines in U.S. history, Major General Smedley Butler, ran this reality home in his book, War is a Bracket. I spent 33 years in all my active military service, and during that period, I spent my time as a high class muscle man for the real business, Wall Street and the bankers. In short, I was a racketeer, compare a gangster for capitalism. Ironically, the Department of Defense has released reports characterizing climate change as a security risk. But of course, their solution is not to scale back their own emissions-intensive operations, but instead it's doing more of the same. So when we're trying to understand the connections between environmentalism and militarization, we have to recognize a simple reality: war is an environmental
5: hazard as a
3: responsible military or of war. It is, in fact, irresponsible to suggest that it is possible to clean the military, as Elizabeth Warren has proposed. Though it is admirable to find solutions within a corrupt and irredeemable system, the 2018 IPCC report has made clear that we have no time for slow change. And small reforms prevent us from focusing on larger, more radical changes that need to happen. Demilitarization is a lofty goal. In the United States, it is not unreasonable to feel despair about the possibility of ever demilitarizing a country with such a fetish for violence and control. But dire circumstances require a radical solution. Keep in mind that even if the current military budget is slashed in half, the U.S. would still spend more than double the amount China does. So the military-industrial complex has been beyond the to look towards a future marked by climate change. and me, it's clear where taxpayer money needs to go. The United States can pour trillion into the wars in Iraq, and Syria, and Afghanistan for certain people extract themselves from a fossil fuel-centric economy. Money doesn't need to be piled into the over-polluting and violent machine that is the U.S. military. Instead, the it instead needs be invested in strong, other police initiatives like the And usually that means a lot of material-centric presents that either get left in the closet or thrown out. Because, let's face it, finding the right
2: present to show your love is hard, especially if you're trying to avoid waste or create a blessing. So we hear from that audio teaching that the cost of the military industrial college is not just lives, but our environment. All the materials that have to be used our environment and and (laughs) the <laughs> more
3: which is massive. We can get a sense from just these numbers how lucrative and rich the American military industrial complex is. Since Palantir by nature is a politically charged business and its products are so sensitive, before generations to come. It's worth noting here that Palantir also has better advantage in defense and government and military as Palantir is a company, its roots were in the CIA. And Palantir took on heavy funding and a tremendous amount of influence while they were building their product from the CIA in the early 2000s. When you look at Palantir's spend, there are some really noteworthy ways on how the company has structured itself and allocated its investments. For a company that's spent essentially over 18 years building and refining its products, you know, the same battle-tested software that claims has gotten more robust over use in the Afghan and Iraq wars in the past decade, Palantir still spends more on R&D than any other Silicon Valley company in the world. How do you spend about 51% of its revenue or 51 cents of every dollar it makes on engineers and designers to build and improve its product? For comparison, if we're also comparing you know, mature tech companies, Apple spends about 7% of its revenue on R&D. Facebook spends 21% of its revenue on R&D. Microsoft spends 13 and Google spends about 15% of its revenue on R&D. But even if we constrain the comparison to other recently IPO tech companies, they are also at the same stage as Palantir. Palantir's R&D is still record high. Snowflake, in comparison, only spends 40% of its revenue on R&D. Consul spends 45%, and DataDoc spends 35% of its revenue on R&D. Palantir has consistently spent 40 to 50% of its revenue every year in existence on R&D, not just in 2020. And there are a few possible reasons for this. The first is likely due to Palantir's stance about integrating its products with existing software has a lot of legacy software and hardware alternats and systems and agencies, but we're still a country that still uses floppy disks to manage nuclear missiles. One can only imagine how how dated and archaic some of the other IT systems around the country are. It's an incredibly powerful spell for power to walk into an intelligence or defense agency and say, hey, we'll work with you with everything you have today. Nothing's getting ripped out. Everything you're using today, you're keeping our products will only enhance everything that you've built so far. That alone is a really compelling sales pitch that no other technology would because the technical effort and engineering required for Palantir to integrate and customize its products to each government's IT systems and policies is an absolutely massive undertaking. Software and hardware that was built in the 70s and 80s that run a lot of the government systems they were simply not built for today's internet or tech standards. In many cases, they're just never designed to evolve. Integrating Palantir's modern software into these environments and architecture is a huge and expensive engineering effort that makes Palantir operate more than just a software vendor. They're not just selling software. Palantir, by effect, becomes consultants, as they're the ones that have to handle the technical implementation and integration details to demonstrate the value of their offerings in the public sector. Now, this is a real double-edged sword. Even after 10 years of operating, the reality is that Palantir has to maintain this really expensive and high R&D investment and in engineering to make sure that their product can innovate and not just desktop computers and an old office, but to oil briggs and military Hamze into battleships. At the same time, no other company has a pockets or connections that are as deep as Palantir to undertake these efforts for Technically, which gives Palantir this unparalleled customer retention and service in the public sector, given the high amount of customization and technical integration needs, given the high amount of customization and technical integration, Palantir's sales cycles then take an average of an incredibly long 6 to 9 months to close. But when these deals do close, the company pockets about $6 million on average. The only question remaining is, well, how much room is there for these deals to grow? Could this average deal size of $6 million be expected to grow over time or hold constant? And with the United States Exit from the Afghanistan War in 2021, would Western governments continue investing more in their defense and intelligence budgets, given that countries around the world have all observed what is the heavy cost of fighting real wars? These are all future-looking market questions about Palantir's potential that are really deeply lied to the political and landscape rather than the economic one. It's difficult to see Palantir's products making inroads in the commercial data market when you have red-hot fellow competitors like Snowflake and Databricks for companies that have spent Okay,
2: I'm going to stop that uh, audio there and read some comments from our very local uh, Facebook family, because obviously um, uh, one of our listeners knows a lot about uh, palantir. I didn't know anything about this company until I was doing some research earlier about the military industrial complex, and they showed up more than once, but. Uh, Valerie Finley was with me. Thank you, Valerie, uh, for sharing tonight. And Valerie says, uh, please note, how there is a magical artifact from the Lord of the Rings movie series.
4: Ah, who would have thought that they would uh, actually name a company that's promoting um, war material, war software, who would has the same name
2: uh, as in the Lord of the Rings goes on to say it had the ability to know the enemy's whereabouts or plan in the Lord of the Rings movie series. Oh, ah, very coincidental? I think not. These evil minds are always teeming. And Hollywood is always warning us about the things to come or either informing us about things going on. And as Valerie's pointing out, this is all set out in the movie. It acted as an all-seeing eye in the movie and could only be kept or held by the high order of wizards, if anyone remembers. And she's given us a website um, a uh, to go and do more research. Thank you, Valerie. So this is real stuff. This is a real Star Wars adventure we're living in. The only problem is people's lives are... Uh, because of their games that they're playing. These are real life. As I said, I, I stood at the Memorial War uh, monument today in Melbourne of all the men and women who have died in these wars, and I just got angry. I wasn't sad at all for the souls. The souls are left in common. And actually, this was their assignment uh, to wake us up. I think this monument wall war represents a wake-up call uh, we going to continue to allow our government, our war-mongering government, and these sophisticated companies to uh, stay in business with millions of dollars to our, from our tax payers to fight wars that are all about the Benjamins, baby. It's all about the Benjamins. So this is our wake-up call tonight and moving forward to recognize the true cause, the actual true cause. Of freedom from the trusting relationship we have with our government, where words are all about our, protecting our freedom. And this is all good for, the, for the corporations and all these companies. Palantra, Palantra is making money. Uh, contractors are making money. Halliburton has made trillions of dollars thanks to big change, and this good great leadership uh, coming and, and so on and so on. So when I saw that wall, anger showed up and I said, how can I use this anger for good? And I thought I'd share as much as I can with this audience to bring us to a level of consciousness where we start really seriously looking at, number one, the people we elect to uh, serve as in- to work in this government, the presidents we uh, might consider. These are the type of questions we want to ask anyone who's running for office. Are we going to continue this uh, uh, the lying and the deception, the war-mongering that we've been seeing? I don't think we're ready for that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to open up with mic again and I don't know, see if we fix the echo. We had an echo last time, Zelda. So your mic is open again if you want to play the next uh, round of commercials. And let's see if she
1: has What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death? Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see... Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. And get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African American Psychic Trauma. Do you want to live in a world
4: without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve a peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom. And thank you, Bill, so we are back. And we're
5: talking about...
2: Created a wall, a memorial wall of dead soldiers that we can honor. And I want to say that um, those men and women who join the military, they certainly learn some great lessons. I was talking to a friend earlier about how uh, men and women who join the military, they learn discipline, uh, they learn adaptation methods and, and skills, they learn perseverance, they learn physical strength, and so much more. And even the reasons that motivate men and women to join the military range from a number of things from leaving an abusive, unloving home uh, to just desiring to be the best that they can be and all those uh, advertisements that are promoted. But there's been a deep deception uh, in this uh, forming of the military industrial complex that is now all about the Benjamin's, all about making money. And it has nothing really to do with protecting our freedom. And as, if you just joined us, as you just heard, there's a company, just one of many companies, a uh, that is making tons of money just doing the software and the data work that's needed in conducting a war of these things. Valerie Finley uh, reminded us that this, Ale- this character is a magical artifact from a movie series. So they're working witchcraft in the military now, hiring companies with names from movies. and they- These maniac nines uh, are
4: playing a game
2: with people's lives. And the reality is many um, of these men and women, humans, join leave their bodies after fighting or are or, or, or killed in war they signed up for it on a spiritual level as well and so we honor all the men and women who made those choices and who are now teaching us and we call them our ancestors and then we have those who have been in the military and they're serving now in different capacities and they've, they've awakened to the reality that there was a lot of deception to get them to go through a war and even Eisenhower, President Eisenhower who gave the warning about the military uh, industrial combat. Remember, he was actually in the military as well. So we had a president who served in the military, served as president, and before he left office, he said, watch out, guys. That military industrial congress is a mess, and we want to control it and don't let it get out of control. But guess what? That's what it did. So here we are today. Facing of the true cost of divorcing ourselves from this trusty relationship and a little later in the show we're going to talk about a song that uh, a a, um, Popular artist wrote uh, called flowers when she was in a very tumultuous relationship and divorce but out of that relationship she was in in poetry and An inspiring song that I think every one of us should be encouraged to sing in the morning uh, to bring about self esteem and love for self that will uh, spread out into our communities, our, our, our earth, to stop this uh, war mongering and uh, desire to kill other humans. Let me go to the phones. Uh, I see a hand raised, and this is uh, 706-202. I believe this is our brother, Kwame
3: Seinhardt. Welcome, brother Kwame. Good evening, Sister Vieta, and excellent show, you know. and Thank you for and bringing us. Thank- no. Right, and I, I was very, everything is in divine order, and you, you're choosing us on the military-industrial complex in which Eisenhower warned us. But what we got to look at, too, is that uh, August 9, 2022, the CHIPS Act was passed and signed by Biden into law. And that gave them $280 billion to work with as far as getting CHIPS. So Nancy Pelosi goes to Taiwan and interacts with the Taiwanese, which are the world's largest, the world's biggest makers of advanced computer chips because everything that you just have those clips on, all of that software and everything has to have chips. The computer chip has to be and the TSMC or the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturer who are the world's biggest makers of advanced computer chips is now building a $50 billion complex in right outside of phoenix around China up, up north that my relative who i say with down there is working at and they have over ten thousand employees working there Has to be gone. each person has to go through homeland security and to be clear to work on this project if they're now saying that has to be they're building eight buildings that will be making microchips for this country, because this is the way in which it has to happen. Taiwan was the supplier for the United States and China, and that is what uh, United States did is to get them to build a corporation here so they will manufacture our chips here instead of having to go to Taiwan and bring them back here or to go to send them to China to, to put in, put into in Apple. All of that software that these companies are doing now will have their software microchips made here. And this is very key to all of this technology because it takes the because the microchip that makes any software and any computer cell anything that deals with technology has to have microchips. So what we're now having is that United States is now having the technological ability to manufacture greater software, greater technological advances in this country with this, this $52 billion uh, complex that is run and guarded by Homeland Security as they make this other you know, time Taiwanese company uh, that's going to be, the part is called the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. And you can go on New York Times, uh, what page is this? But anyway, it's a it's Taiwanese ship line, US expansion, extension. Because they're looking at, you know, here it is that they're going to have this company in Arizona. It was February 22nd, 2023, the article is about it. And then another company that they're talking about is NASA, which is Asia NASA. They're a part of the the complex that's going to be built there, but also will be manufacturing uh, microchips. So what we're looking at is now this, this military-industrial complex is now the technological complex because they've now... Play. You, just play, you just play the chip. War is about technology. These are what the tools are. the drones and the robotic you know, soldiers to, to go in. And the other thing you're looking at, which the part you were actually saying about the young men, the people who's going into the military you get a young man if you turn eighteen you have to sign up for selective service you used to be. But eighteen years old is when you're drafted or put into the military. Because from eighteen the the the, the male brain or the young person's brain is from has not developed completely until age twenty five and up. So that means that they're easier to program and train to believe that they're fighting for something that they haven't really had the depth of information on, and I, I can, I can be a witness because at 18 I went to Vietnam, okay. and so I understand that this is the whole concept of psychological training and get them at the young age where we can reprogram that brain to follow orders, discipline. Do not ask questions, just do you say and destroy other human beings in the name of what you took an oath to a country that when you come back to doesn't care about you. You have to, you, yes. are, you know, that yes. the veterans yes. Are, are one of the number one homeless people in this country. And the Iraqis you know, right. and all of the different people that served in the military. Or even you come out of the military and you become they give you a badge and a gun, and so they go out here and, and do what you learn, kill people.
2: Well, and I'm sure you're aware that um, the recruitment uh, numbers are way down, and they've been discussing, uh, you know, going back to the draft. But then with all the technology and the drones, and they don't really, I would think they don't even need the manpower like they did, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Because of the technology, but either way, like you said, they're building facilities to handle chips, and to modernize this uh, industrial complex, and spending same amount, if not more, money from the American uh, budget. So it, it is still, that. A, yeah. It's
3: still I still. Last year, he signed out of and that's $280 billion, and they're spending $52 billion to build this. That's just to build. That's not even the rest of what's going to put all the things to go inside. They have 10,000 people working shifts there, 10,000. And, you know, Tulsi Gamber seems to be the
2: only one – that I regularly hear from who talks, speaks against the the, the military complex. It seems as if most of our congressmen and senators are on board with military
3: Calculated. Zelensky reportedly answered, I need ammunition, not a ride. On February 26, 10 more countries announced they would send aid, including steel missiles, machine guns, and fuel. Many shipments broke countries' long-standing traditions of not sending weapons to active war zones. Berlin reversed course to send 1,000 anti-tank weapons and 500 surface-to-air missiles. On February 27th, six more countries announced millions worth of military shipments, including 5,000 anti-tank weapons. By the fifth day, a military convoy was headed directly towards Kyiv. The move on to so, Kyiv, which uh-huh. made 5,000 purchase weapons from a country outside its borders, to a tune of $505 million. Europeans saw a much bigger danger in the invasion.
2: The target is not only Ukraine. The target is the stability in Europe and the whole of the international peace order. And we will hold President Putin accountable for that.
3: By the end of the first week, the U.S. and NATO had sent more than 17,000 anti-tank weapons, like this Swedish-made AP-4. I principle, as it's Some of the EU and US sent no weapons, like javelin, and missiles. But much of the military equipment shipped by European countries is little weapons from the Soviet era. When Germany shipped go the government over a couple of thousands. And defense missiles, those things which they had inherited from the from the GDR. So these are the things which are 30 years old. War! Since Ukrainian troops were largely trained on Soviet air weapons. At the end of the first week, Russian forces had seized the city in the south. The Ukrainians were heading on to the capital. We thought it could roll over the Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, Remember the war, of strength we never anticipated. Moving up to the current conflict, the mentioned that military equipment in anticipation of prolonged street fighting. Three weeks after Russia's invasion, the U.S. provided Ukraine another one billion dollars in weapons and supplies. The U.S. also announced sixty-five billion dollars in military spending on the crisis, which includes sending more troops to Europe. There were already 9,000 U.S. troops stationed on the Polish side of the border, and other NATO members have doubled up on troops in Eastern Europe. It's a significant show of strength from a block of allies whose history helps explain how this conflict was sparked in the first place. NATO, or the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, formed after World War II. Twelve countries banded together to counter the Soviet Union during the Cold War. The Mutual Defense Pact attacking one NATO country and attacking all of them. Ukraine isn't a part of NATO, but after the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991, it gave up thousands of nuclear weapons in exchange for a guaranteed security by the U.S., U.K., and Russia. Starting in 1999, NATO brought in countries that had been part of the former Soviet bloc, like Poland and Hungary. The continued expansion has made Putin furious. Western leaders promised not to expand NATO, even though there never was an agreement not to expand. <laughs> and back in 2008, after NATO's Secretary General promised Georgia and Ukraine that they could one day become members, Georgia. Six years later, he annexed.
2: and it's time for we the people to start protesting. I know that all over, if I look at you from all over the world, I know that most of the people are fed up with these wars and um, we do not want to continue uh, to promote the industrial military conflict. So it's up to us at this point to take a stand and to um, protest, protest, protest the continuation of the weaponry, the, the, the chips, all of it, that it has to end now. Let me go into a phone call before we go to the break. Uh, your thoughts and your opinions on this 872 Your mic is open. Good evening,
3: family. Can you hear
2: me? Yes, we can. Yes, this is Randy right
3: Harris here. here from Chicago, real quick. Ready for best, okay.
2: Right
3: before the break, and just to give you leave it. a little okay. bit. Go ahead. Are you there? The war comes in, which is one, and the war is about you and me. It's about the freedom. We're you are 10, which is 1, Freedom that's 28, which is also a woman. and it deals with the military, 28, which are all dealing with our pre T, If he, is vote, power 9 is 9 they're able to do what we see they're doing because they use the distractions. Distractions is 46 to 1. Keep us physically as sincere is at a 19 to 1. So good. we have to stay as they stand. you great.
2: You're,
3: you've been breaking uh, so, uh, your okay, that's... <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I'm okay. sorry about that. Uh, oh, uh, I hope I can get
2: to... So today is also a one. Um, so that's all very significant that I would uh,
1: go out
2: into... The, uh, community and find this information about the memorial wall and the wars and co- and decide that we need to just talk more about this uh, uh all year in fact and we can protect the military and all sorts of things so thank you so much to bring in the to the numerical we're seeing this is no coincidence that even talked about today as a one. And then we have, uh, let me see, Zelda, maybe Neil we'll can come to Zelda. Uh, my, we have our last group of commercials, I believe. And then we'll be right back with another caller. And we want to listen to some Miley Cyrus inspirational, uh, motivational music when we come back.
1: Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature, so Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products, and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, We're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced, and we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today.
2: last half hour and we want to go to one more caller before we get into some inspirational music for everyone, male, female, no matter what your age. Uh three four seven two three one you're not speaking. Oh uh, hi, good evening everybody. Good evening, Dr. V. Uh good evening. Yes. This is even, yeah, but I want to ah! I'm this question also um, from, from the other side, because uh, my parents grew up in the Soviet Union, and my great and uh, me and my, um, my young, my young age, uh, age, I was also grown up, so uh, I just wanted to say that we have, uh, as people, or as women first, who have the same situation over there, the we also produce through this uh, decade the propaganda that yeah. there was a Cold War, that um, Russia and America were, were enemies. So I want to say in that um, people on the other side, they were receiving the same exact propaganda just for the other color. And to me, it was very interesting to watch uh, to the news when I moved here, and I was working with that in, in, in my country, in our language, in to compare and how different the narrative it is just to emphasize, you know, that um, a lot of the slots and I really appreciate that because <laughs> this is a good form, and it is. We need to hear from our brothers and sisters across the border in other countries because I totally agree. This is all about separating, dividing, and and reducing the population. And they have figured out many, many ways <laughs> to population, and war is between one of them. <laughs> And that's why it's so important for us to build up our own self, our own self. So thank you so much for sharing that. We appreciate that perspective because we do want to stop listening to the media promoting propaganda. You cannot trust the media telling us anything about what's going on in Europe. You can't trust them to tell us what's going on in our own country. So we have to find alternative news sources that we can trust. So I want to share with you uh, this song that I heard uh, the other day just listening to a different radio station because I'm in rent a rental car. And it's so appropriate for every one of us to understand the meaning in this poetry. And this came out of a, a woman's uh, grief and turmoil in a marriage. She was at war. When you know about Miley Cyrus is her name, when you know her life has been all over the media, all over the tabloids and all that. She was in a war with this man that she was married to and loved with and all that. And then of course the end of it, a divorce is always something that brings sadness and and tears. But she wrote this song that I when I heard it on the radio for the first time, this is my first time I heard it. So, wow, I love this song, I love this song. This is for all of us to build up our own um, our own self esteem and, and divorce ourselves. For people who we think we need to, we need to fulfill us. The song is about not looking for other people or things to fulfill you, but actually going inside and realizing how powerful you are, how strong you are. And it was her way of dealing with her broken uh, relationship in a very creative. And the music is beautiful. The music is great. So let us listen to this, and I want you to seriously consider uh, downloading this and, and, and keeping this as your morning encouragement, or whenever you might feel depressed, low, or any uh, situation where you think other people are needed to fulfill your life, uh, you need to just think twice and think about the poetry in this song and, and that she wrote uh, it hurts after her war. I mean, we literally, it was a war uh, with her husband, uh, or, or, or this person she's married to, and it ended up in a divorce. So now we can look at it and say, wow, this is what's going on in our whole world. So let's listen and watch the music uh, uh, to this song, the blues to the song. Mm-hmm. We were crazy, we
0: were cold, kind of a dream that can't be true. So. We were right, tell you what, there was no problem in watched it, I didn't want to
2: leave,
0: I didn't want to lie, I tried to cry but then remember it all.
2: The funny thing is I played this song. I was asking my son about this song, and the grandchildren were there. And I played it, my grandson started singing the song. He already knows the words, and he was just smiling and singing the words. My granddaughter loves the song, but my son doesn't like the song. What's going on here? We already know what's going on. I don't know what it is. Maybe some men have a problem with that song because it's him singing, and she's listening instead of crying. And going into deep depression about a relationship that was at war and now the relationship is over. This is the attitude we have to have about our government, the medical system, and the new media. We were, we've been at war with these institutions, these corporations, these, these, uh, uh, these, these uh, uh, entities. Now we're divorcing them, and we're going to love ourselves better. Then we thought the government can. We're going to love ourselves better than we thought the medical system could love us. And we're especially going to love ourselves better than we thought the media could love us. All right. Are we all on point? Now let me go to the phone um, and see what Mama A.B. has to say about that
0: there. It's
2: close to a hour by Miley Cyrus. Mama A.B., your mic is open. Can you hear me, Dr. Z? Yes, ma'am. We can hear you. Go ahead. That's interesting, uh, because you could just, it doesn't sound like Miley. It, it doesn't sound like her, And I could tell, I can tell that she's been through a trauma. And if you hear something, I'm here waking uh uh-huh, uh who am I? That's trauma.
1: That's
2: a trauma. 17- Yes. Yes. Okay, is, what are you doing raking? Are you raking in your wheelchair? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, as long as you're I on a healing. Like yes. Yes. Um, I I needed to do this. This is another talk show, uh, family. Like, it's been very therapeutic and metaphysical here. We'll share it at another time. But Miley Cyrus, that doesn't sound like her. Wow, she's been through it. Wow, oh, thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so happy. <clears throat> there's such a to so far that. But anyway, thank you uh, and greetings family, Brother family and Zena. Uh, I appreciate you and uh, Brother Harris. I'll reach out to you. Oh, right. Thank you. And thank you. And I hope you enjoy the stronghold and uh, get in that dirt. And I guess you're planning to get in the dirt. Oh, I've been in the dirt. I've been here since, uh, let me see, Friday. Uh, I'll see some mm-hmm. pictures. I, 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 I so couldn't stand it anymore. My like okay. you, you you have to take care of your own. Oh, you have to love yourself because these creatures on this planet, the majority of them, are not human, and you must take care of you family. Thank uh-huh. God. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. When you think about the evil and the murder and the the just the yeah. hatred, people are demonstrating against other humans. These are not humans, in my opinion. These are either some type of of, uh, lizards or aliens or some some type of evil presence uh, that has taken over. And in some cases, uh, these people have injected drugs into their system or taken certain substances into their body. Um, You know, when people are on meth, for instance, addicted to meth, they will eat their own babies, honey. I have seen some horrible stories, and the, the uh, reports come out that they were addicted to meth. So they, children, they'll do crazy things. So that's why we have to take responsibility to love me better than anyone else can do. And when you love yourself better than anyone else on this planet, husband, wife, child, I don't care who it is, you gotta to learn to love yourself, like the song says, better than you can. And that's why I'm gonna be playing that song occasionally just when I, maybe when I drive home or just enjoying the work. In fact when I first heard it I kind really of got chills because of like you said, Mom AC that doesn't even sound like her well, it's a new which when I think when she wrote that song after all the war that she was in with that person she was married to and he was sleeping with like fourteen other women, some crazy stuff. And she was in pain and coming out of a war, a battle, and then her release from that battle was to write a song and put it to music. I think that's the most creative, healing, generous thing you can do, not just for yourself, but others, because one of her videos has 35 million people, or 13 million people, there's 35 million people who have listened to it, and it's probably kind of gonna go up, because that song is feeding the emotions of people who need it. I I don't know I just enjoy it. I just thought my grandchildren love it and I think it will grow on anybody who is depressed and they think about well you know I have not been loving myself more than the people in my life. In fact I've been waiting for them to love me first before I could love myself which is fast backwards. Okay so this is the song of the year. Uh, that's going to bring us around to higher self-esteem and hopefully more courage to confront these government, psychopathic governments that we are dealing with all over the planet. We heard it's not just there, it's all over in Europe, same psychopathic governments, and the people have had enough. So sing that song, Love Yourself Better Than Anyone. So uh, 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 stir up the courage to confront these governments To stop this insanity that we've been witnessing we're just about ready to say goodbye and uh zelda will be here on the female
4: solution
2: tomorrow morning she's going to welcome viana it's almost my name viana little who is celebrating the mothers yes mother's day is next sunday so we want to welcome viana little to Bring in the energy of celebration, and lifting up mothers at a higher vibration, and loving mothers and loving selves just as much. Uh, so any final words, uh, we're about to uh, sign off here, and thank you so much. I hope you'll share this with those who may not be aware that the military-industrial complex is running our government uh, they have money in the pockets to do lobbying of every, probably every uh, employee in Washington, senators and representatives. So it's up to us, the people, to take back our power and stop this insanity that has been ruling our planet. Thank you, and um, I trust that you'll share this with those who are ready right. to hear. And ready to take action. Need action at this point comes confrontation and courage. Thank you. That's great.
0: ( legislature)
3: We've come to the end of our show today. But you can get it at www. forward slash the dash female dash. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about
1: today's show. You can all retweet me, me on my website at www.naimallateek.com. That's www.naimallateek.com.
3: Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book,
1: a Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion.
3: And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. New you. family in China,
0: Thank you. Japan, thank you. Japan? Thank you. Korea, Russia, the- Spasiva, Germany, the- Yankee, Poland,
2: John, could you? Spain, okay. Gracias, Italy, Thank Grazie. Okay. Egypt, Chukra, okay. Ghana, okay. Medellin,
0: okay. Nigeria, Italy, okay. okay. South yeah. Africa, Diabonca, Senegal, Gerec, it Kenya, Asante, Israel, Prada, Rada, Rada Shukriya, Salganistan, huh? Kachur, Shukran. wa rahmatullahi Thank you, and may peace be upon you, and the mercy of God, and all my i <laughs>